What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another pay-per-view point edition of the Smartout Moment Smack Talk Podcast. NXT Halloween Havoc 2022 just happened, so we're going to run it down, tell you everything we think about what uh, went down, I'll tell you all the results, recap all that stuff, and everything else that we do under the sun here. I am Tony Mango, joined by Robert E. Felice. Yeah, I'm here, and we have just finished the <laughs> okay. event. We know that you're here with the, the random jump up and gain on your microphone. <laughs> really? Oh, I think you're having that same mixer issue that you might have had before. Hold on. <laughs> you start off, you're like, <laughs> you're not that, yeah. that enthusiastic about it. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah, um, we are feeling... out now? It seems like you might be. Uh, we're, we're both kind of feeling... Like a thumbs up, but at the same time, tired <laughs> about this. It's a, okay. It's like the way that I'm feeling. I don't know if you can say the same. It's got no bearing on the actual event. It's just more like, yeah, this was good. It wasn't super eventful in terms of like, and all this news happened. But some things definitely happened that I think are leaning towards the positive And... It was a fun NXT event. I'll do my uh, quick too long didn't read of it was uh, five out of six of the matches. Got a thumbs up from me where I was like, that's a solid match. Boy, I wonder what the one match was. (laughs) But at the same time, I do kind of feel like if you didn't see it, there's really nothing that you need to see. Like you could, you could skip it and you're not going to be like, man, you missed out on the pay-per-view of a lifetime or something as I much of a five out of six is good. It's, it's great in a lot of ways. It's not going to be on my like best pay-per-view of the year list. You know, I think in one match in particular, two superstars proved that they can be a big thing in the future. And I think if anything is going to be pointed back to this event, it's going to be uh, the ambulance match. Might be that. And that's one of the many gimmicks that we're going to talk about tonight. And we want you to talk about it as well. So see, we got some people in the live chat. Make sure that you chat it up there. If you're listening to this after the fact, leave a comment below. Tell us what you think about NXT Halloween Havoc 2022. If you are on YouTube in any means, whether it's live or elsewhere, then hit the like button, subscribe, ring the notification bell, hit the join button, get access to the same tier kind of access stuff that you get with the Patreon. You can see on your screen right now on the marketplace thing, uh, patreon.com slash moment and the YouTube channel membership are where you can find the dark casts and you got the pick your poison tier. And if you don't want to submit something like that, then you got the little thanks button as well. And you got the red bubble and T public shops for the merchandise. If you want to pick that up too, all that stuff greatly helps us out, helps keep the lights on here, helps us bring you some more pay-per-view point type content and could maybe even upgrade things in the future and all that. So if you want to help grow a smart out moment, then, you know, water a mango tree. <laughs> so let's start getting into this. The kickoff. Or I guess they don't really call it the kickoff. It's more so the pre-show from 7.30 to 8. It was basically two things. They spun the wheel to settle on what the Apollo Crews and Grayson Waller match was. Turns out that that became a casket match. And we'll talk about that when we get to it. And then they started to do this thing where Alba Fire had challenged Mandy Rose to meet her at this like haunted house. And 
Mandy Rose and JC Jane and Gigi Dolan were basically responding to that with the idea of, all right, well, let's go. (laughs) And that was your pre-show and the rest of it was just, you know, analysis and such. So not too, too much to talk about there. More stuff. I I want to mention one thing. I want to mention one thing. Sam Roberts did a bit because he's doing the heel commentator shtick, but he said Mandy Rose is as synonymous with Hollywood Havoc as Rey Mysterio, and I just (laughs) think that that's so silly. Like, ugh. You don't need to go that far into the bit. <laughs> he was dressed up as Stone Cold. He did look like a Halloween it. costume. I thought that was kind of funny. So we started things off with the North American Championship ladder match. This was for the vacated title. You got Nathan Fraser. You got Wesley, Carmelo Hayes, Von Wagner, and Oro Mensa. And this was you know, solid. Again, I'm going to use the phrase solid quite a bit here. Solid enough ladder match with uh, some decent spots. Some of them I didn't really understand why people were chanting holy shit quite that far for. You know, like there's a spot where Wesley rides the ladder down onto Nathan Fraser and that got a holy shit chant. And I'm like, eh, we've seen that a million times. Well, yeah, I wouldn't do it, but that's, you know, I have a fucking back problem getting out of bed. So <laughs> it's not really much to compare to. I saw two things in this match that audibly made me go, oh my God. Von Wagner chucking Wesley. <laughs> that was a good spot for sure. That was and, one of the better ones. Oh, uh, Nathan Frazier doing the springboard reverse Spanish fly mm-hmm. on top of the ladder. I thought that was super cool. But Von Wagner stole the show. With well, the fucking- he didn't just steal the show. He almost hit a fan as well. <laughs> There's a spot where he's trying to take one of the big, big ladders and he doesn't have enough space really between the ring apron, you know, underneath the ring and everything that he's trying to pull it out from and the security barricade. So he's trying to get it at an angle and doesn't bother to think, Hey, (laughs) it's not an infinite amount of space behind me before we get to somebody. So this one woman in the crowd nearly got blasted in the face with a ladder, (laughs) which obviously I wouldn't have wished that upon her because that would be awful. But to a certain extent, I was sitting there going, ah, man, that would have been a real, (laughs) a real solid moment of this. But it's just be like, Hey, uh, you know, one of the injuries that happened during this match was a fan. Like you wouldn't have expected that, but that was one of my standout moments of the entire night was that botch almost happening, but there were some other good spots too. You know, um, there was the thing towards the end where Wesley runs up the ladder and jumps and kicks uh, Carmelo Hayes off the ladder. And, you know, that was well done. You got the toss that you mentioned. That was probably one of the better spots of the entire night. It made Von Wagner look like a fucking colossus, you know, like that's mm-hmm. super. That's what you're supposed to do. It was a fine ladder match. I don't want to see another ladder match in NXT for a while. It has been, I think that they had said this is the fourth North American title ladder match. I think that they just, in general, just do ladder matches too much. Yeah. So, like, maybe, you know, maybe stand and deliver, but even then, just hold off even longer. I think they can wait, you know. Depends on what they plan on doing, if they want to do stand and deliver again, but if that's going to be just... They already said, Michael's said during the last media call that that is their WrestleMania and he considers Halloween Havoc to be their uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Yeah. Huh. Then what's deadline? (laughs) 
Survivor Series. <laughs> just SummerSlam Survivor Series right back to back like that. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, this match was good in lots of different spots and everything, and it's not comparable to what we had gotten in some previous ladder matches on other takeovers and everything and other takeover matches for the different titles to begin with. But at the end, Wesley ends up winning. He is our new North American champion and crowds responsive to it, chanting, you deserve it. So it all kind of worked out in the end, I guess. Right. We, we predicted that. Yeah. So thumbs up. Not yeah, too much I, more really, to I like. I really enjoyed it. I, I think it was really good. It just came down to like, it should be Wes, and it was. And I think Von <laughs> Wagner will be the next champion after him. Wagner stands a good shot. I don't think again that he's going to have a long title reign, and I'm assuming that one of the bevy of heels is just going to take it from him. I mean, it could be Joe Gacy, it could be Tony D'Angelo. I just hope it's not Carmelo Hayes again just so they can move on and do something else with Carmelo. I Hayes. think Melo is going up. Shawn very well. Basically said, yeah, he's ready for whenever they want him. Hmm. Maybe Royal Rumble time or something. I don't know. But to answer Peter in the chat, he said, how was the show worth watching tomorrow? If you got the spare time tomorrow, if you're pressed for time, meh. Yeah, I mean, you know, I- I think, and it really depends on who you are, but, like, if you're someone who just wants to watch a show, then absolutely. Like this, yeah. Yeah, like, the, you can do much, much, much worse. This is a very fun show. If you feel like, I only want to watch it if I missed a historic moment, you didn't miss any historic moments. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. The show itself, that is something that's worthwhile. But... You're not going to be looking back on this in 10 years and being like, man, remember this one thing that happened on that? Nothing like that crazy happened. Thankfully, nothing crazy bad like that either. (laughs) So they did this thing twice throughout this night where this kind of killed a lot of my energy for it, where (laughs) Peter says, okay, thanks. I'm going to go back to drinking. (laughs) Keep this on in the background. Give us the watch hours. Um, (laughs) they moved into the next segment with the casket match being set up and they cut back to toxic attraction and the whole Alba fire thing. And this haunted house segment, which I'm seeing mostly positive stuff for people online saying, ah, you know, if you don't like this, you don't really like anything that you you don't want to have fun and, and whatnot, which I always think is kind of a dismissive thing. If you don't like the thing that I like, then you don't like things, you know, whatever. But it had some moments that I guess you could get a laugh out of. I didn't really like it in particular. I thought that this kind of acting is always bad in NXT in particular. And uh, I I mean, you got like Gigi Dolan is playing super into it because she really loves Halloween. JC Jane is the one that's the scaredy cat. And she doesn't want to be splitting apart because, hey, have you ever seen any horror film? That's always the biggest mistake and all that. And yeah, the zombies and the mummies and so on and so forth are all there and spooky time this and that bullshit hold on <laughs> hold on you know who you're married to right <laughs> like, <laughs> I just, she wasn't I watching just, at the time <laughs> I, I just want to say that just so we're clear <laughs> I, I liked this 
I, I thought this was fine because, like, outside of the overacting, which I think is horrible across the board in NXT, it was the first time I really felt like this makes perfect sense. Gigi should be super like, but I like Halloween and this is fun. And JC should be totally afraid of what's about to happen to her. I think that overall, this would have been a better sketch than, you know, anything else they could have done in the haunted house. And I thought it was a fun way to get that last gimmick on the show because now you can truly say every match had a gimmick on this show. I mean, on paper, it's going to be a standard match, but it basically was. It's, you know, splitting hairs. They did this thing, you know, it ends up being Alba Fire comes back to the ring and, you know, we're going to follow that story later on, essentially. And I thought that it was kind of weak the way that they ended that part, but we come back to it a little bit later on. They go to a casket match, which let's talk about that in general. I certainly did not expect this to become a casket match. I figured, well, they're not going to do that because number one, there is nothing at all indicating a casket match. Number two, neither of these have anything to do with caskets. And number three, that would mean two different sealed the door on your opponent matches on the same card. And lo and behold, they do a casket match. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked it. Cause it's like I told you, like, how many random guys? This feels like a video game where you just yeah. want to have a casket match to have a casket match. Yeah, and it's like Macho Man against, uh, I don't know. Against, like, you know, it's a uh, Chad Gable or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I kind of like that they did that because Undertaker's gone now. These matches don't need to exclusively be for anybody. And. Where else are you going to get the chance to do this outside of a gimmick like spin the wheel, make the deal? And I also appreciate the fact that Grayson Waller, being a young man and being a WWE fan, spent like the latter half of the match just trying to do Undertaker spots. (laughs) Like, he was like, I know, I'll do the tombstone. I know, I'll choke choke something into the casket. I thought that was funny because, like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. So, I mean, I like myself a good casket match here and there. It's been a while since we've seen one. I think the last one might have been the one at the Saudi show, right? Undertaker and Rusev? Probably. Wow. Might have been. There might be another one afterward that I'm forgetting. I don't know. But uh, well, the whole. Technically, uh, do we count the graveyard match or the boneyard match? Nah, it's a boneyard match. Not right. quite a casket. Yeah. It wasn't a boneyard either. But <laughs> Hell, it wasn't a match. Really? <laughs> but I'm glad that they did this instead of just doing another no DQ type thing. And the match itself was fun. They had some good spots here and there. Nothing to stand out. But uh, I like that they did the thing where Waller slams Cruz through the casket. So they need to bring another casket out and it's a bigger one. It's got the padding on the inside. It's very Undertaker-esque and, you know, eventually Cruz gets the win with this, like, you know, the one-armed chokeslam spinebuster type move that he does. I don't really know what the... Is there a technical term for that? No, I don't think so. Yeah, whatever it is. I want to call it the Ezekiel Jackson move, so there you go. The Zeke slam or whatever. And they basically are saying, yeah, it's the end of this feud because he's standing on top and 
they're saying he's going to move on and do whatever. So if that's the end of it, I mean, not the best feud in the world, but at least it's done. <laughs> that's not as much of a compliment as I thought that it was. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was good, unlike what you seem to just imply there. <laughs> the feud itself, you thought it was good? Yeah, I thought it's fine. I'm not into the hokey gimmick, but they're they're using people. You know what I mean? Like, you can't get mad when they're using Apollo Crews, and he'd be floundering on the main roster on main event. You know, like, I, I can't get mad at that. They're, they're actively doing something with talent. I'd like to see Apollo Crews be the next challenger to Breaker. I wouldn't. I just want to see whatever. I want to see the person that's going to beat Breaker face Breaker. <laughs> you just want him to lose the title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it translates to. Because, like, he. Look, he's main roster ready in a lot <laughs> of ways. And I just think it's like, all right, how many times are we going to put him up against people we know he's going to beat? <laughs> so what you're saying is you wanted that to be it <laughs> yeah and like you just said it's not that it's, it's, the, it's a bad run it's a pretty good title run I'm just ready for it to be over <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, we had a backstage segment with Chase University they have a new transfer student this was so funny <laughs> Duke Hudson and uh, Andre Chase is giving a trivia question out there. It was who did the Outsiders beat to win their tag titles at Halloween Havoc, which Bodie Hayward gets wrong. He suggested the Nasty Boys, and then the Steiner Brothers. And of course, Duke Hudson has the answer. It's uh, Harlem Heat. So Bodie also, Hayward in response is like, I don't know if I trust this Duke Hudson guy. They also opened up with saying... I can't believe you don't know where Halloween Havoc 95 took place, which is just so stupid, but it popped me. Like, sure. I don't know why Duke Hudson suddenly enrolling in Andre Chase University. It's not a school. I, I wonder <laughs> when are they going to get to that? When are they going to get to that part? Like, if this isn't a school. I want the end of Andre Chase University to be Andre Chase getting arrested for impersonating a teacher. <laughs> And embezzling this like uh, embezzling this money from people. Do you know offhand where Halloween Havoc nineteen ninety five took place? Cobo Hall in Detroit, Michigan. Of course, I know where Halloween Havoc ninety five took place. I am a nerd who doesn't do anything else but this. Of course, I know the Joe Lewis the Arena. Joe Lewis Arena. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have any fucking idea. <laughs> I couldn't I even tell you the main event of it. Well, you know the main event of Halloween Havoc, of course. It's Tony and the Big Show with the Yeti. Oh, that's 95? Yeah. I didn't know if that was 94, 96. Yeah, whatever. It's the Yeti. Yeti. Ugh. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, since we're talking about segments, let's talk about segments. So they announced that Schism will be reviewing their fourth member this Tuesday. Who do you think it is? John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a fucking stretch. Yeah, imagine that. Uh, I mean, it could be any number of the people that don't have a name yet. You know, like Jakara Jackson or someone. I highly doubt it's her, but I think it has to be a name because if you're doing an unmasking, you know, it's like, oh my god, that's you know, uh, 
It's Fallon Hanley or something. Hmm. Out of the women that are on there. uh, I kind of feel like it's a woman. It's, I mean, it seemed like it was a woman at first, at least. I don't know if they are going to play into that and be like, haha, it's actually just, you know, fuck you. <laughs> but out of the women that are the options, a lot of them that could fit that role just because they're not doing anything else wouldn't make any sense to me because it's not like they're going to go, it's Erica Yan, and everybody goes, oh, who the fuck? You know? Breaking news from the NXT media call. Shawn Michaels says he believes he's bald because of all the bad things he's done over the years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if that is the reason, but I hope that uh, doing some good deeds put some hair back in there. I I like that someone bothered to fucking ask him. (laughs) Did somebody ask him or did he just volunteer that information? I'm assuming that they said, like, you know, tell us some more about stuff tonight. And then he's like, oh, you know, I'm I'm pulling some hair out of my head. I don't have much left and whatever. He probably did something like that. I'm thinking maybe looking at this list again of the potential women. I mean, it's clearly not going to be like Katana Chance or anyone, but maybe Blair Davenport. Oh, God, no. Oh, that'd be awful. I would um, think that she's got a more chance of Isla doing that Dawn, than Amari maybe. Miller. Isla Dawn's a, a solid. Yeah, that could be her for sure. Like Isla Dawn. This is a good way to introduce Ava Rain. Hmm. If That'd you be don't interesting. want her to be like, have to crumble under the weight of her family. Maybe Sloane Jacobs since she didn't have anything really going on for her, but. I highly doubt that's the case. It's not going to be like Tiffany Stratton. It's not going to be Wendy Cho. It's certainly not going to be Nikita Lyons or Zoe Stark or Ivy Nile. Anybody who's like prominently out there as it is. So Davenport's an option. Maybe they do just go with somebody like a Brooklyn Barlow and just, hey, her name is Brooklyn Barlow. You don't know her because she's only been on level up. And oh, maybe it's me. If, so. it's, a, if it's a man, <laughs> like. Um. Certainly doesn't have the build to be Odyssey Jones. Well, wow. <laughs> You're really, really cracking the case there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be roofing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I couldn't even think of anybody worth a damn. But I guess that's the beauty here is that they don't have to necessarily be worth a damn. Yeah, I mean, they could just say, like, this tank ledger guy is the person. No, he doesn't have a build for that. I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> Tank Ledger's thick. Tank Ledger's like the tank. He's a, he's a decently built guy. Yeah. I hope it's not someone like Charlie Dempsey. We haven't seen him in a while. What's going on with that? Um, I hope it's not Charlie Dempsey. I don't know. Could be anybody. Hmm. We had that as one of those segments. We got some promo stuff to try to build up hype for the tag team title matches that are happening on Tuesday. We got. Video package about Bobby Lashley. We actually got a, I got a miss thing and we got a whatever. We'll get back around to the promos and stuff. Hold on, there was another segment I wanted to talk about. Did you see the segment with the mask and the fire? That was on the second big block of it. That's where my energy went real downhill because it was a miss thing. The segment you're talking about, the Shotzi and Quincy part, a Charlotte promo, a promo for Schism, and then the, uh, you know, just like, can we move on to the next match kind of deal? But yeah, one of them was 
a mask burning in a fire. It seemed like it was T-Bar's. It was totally T-Bar's mask. So maybe we get Dominic Dijakovic back. <laughs> That's a guy who I, I, I would watch Dijak and Breaker, even if Breaker was to win. That's the kind of like, oh, cool. Big men are going to do things that big men shouldn't do. And you'll have fun watching. I would want him to win the title. Just be like, you know what? Let's give him the belt. He's too good for that. Well, let's go backward to the Weapons Wild match, which is another thumbs up for me. It was not actually the way I anticipated a series of kendo six shots. They actually didn't use any kendo six from what I can remember. They had some witch brooms ringside, a chain, the rope, trash cans, chairs, etc., etc. But it started off with Roxanne wielding a skateboard, and I was like, ah, that's my ending, but they're doing it first. And it didn't break on the first swing. <laughs> It didn't break it. Like, it didn't it, break it, it all. <laughs> fucking had some strength behind it. They should have, you know, used that one. Yeah. <laughs> they got a spray can of something in the face. There's, you know, the crowd's kind of 50-50 here and there. I thought it was funny that Booker T went on a little rant about how you should get the 10-piece at Chick-fil-A <laughs> in the middle <laughs> of this match. <laughs> His idea was that Roxanne should have hit Cora 10 times with the trash can, and that's where he went, and he laughed himself, uh, made himself laugh. So, you know, <laughs> they do a spot where they get pushed off the podium. I guess Cora pulls both of them off and they land that on one of the, like the most, that didn't look great. No, it didn't. It really didn't. It just looked like, okay, and here we go, friend. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just, I wasn't super into that. It's more like but, when you see little kids that, like jump into a pool and they're scared, but they're going to like pretend, but like they go flexing their friend. Right. They go like half a foot into the pool. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the best. You know, that podium hasn't really had almost any good shots from it. Cause they tend to get it at a bad angle or they just go too slow or it becomes too obvious that it's not really all that high up in comparison to some other things. And of course they landed on a gimmicked table. So that's much safer. And this ends up with Roxanne winning with a sunset flip power bomb onto a pile of steel chairs, which it's good enough. end for me, right person won. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. I, again, they think they're Sasha and Bailey. That's confirmed. Like they, they even did interviews about comparing themselves to Sasha and Bailey. And that's fine. This was a good match for these two. They're the top women in NXT 2.0, not named Mandy. And I hope Roxanne gets her title shot soon. That's one of those things where I'm like, I'm okay with this ending soon. <laughs> now, that was a Cora? good... Like, what do you do with Cora? I'm thinking you get her bodyguard and you put her on the main roster. I wouldn't mind it. You know, she's still got a lot to learn, but she can learn on the main roster. Why not? You know? And the bodyguard I'm thinking of, of course, is Baba Tunde. Because <laughs> he's big and core James. <laughs> That's true. So I liked that match, but what I didn't like was the segment with the hosts in the ring. You got Shotzi dressed up as Beetlejuice. She looked great. Quincy Elliott's dressed up as Banana. Okay. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And Lash Legend interrupts them. Hold on, hold Quincy, Quincy goes talking to the microphone, and he talks to the banana. And slice me, I hope that was planned. <laughs> the fact that he went to go talking to the banana made me laugh so hard. <laughs> like, he, look, it's not great, but they're trying. You know? Yeah, they're trying. <laughs> it's a, do or do not, there is no try, though. But Lash Legend interrupts. She says that she should have been the host. And this all basically just becomes a thing where Shotzi gives her a DDT. I think Quincy had the line of the night. Because in case you forgot, this is a real thing. He goes, oh, the Lash Legend show was canceled. Or whatever it's called, Lashing Out, was canceled a long time ago. And I just, that tickled me. Because they, they don't do that anymore, and I don't know why. What, the Lashing Out? Lashing out like that because it was awful. That's one of the better things she did. She's good at talking, better at talking than she is at wrestling. I don't say there's that much of a bar. <laughs> I thought it was terrible. Speaking of which, though, this all leads to Tuesday night. Shotzi will be facing Lash Legend in what what will be Callum Wiggins' match of the year, yeah. undoubtedly. Carrying over that whole get somebody from the main roster to put, appear on the episode to try to get some viewers on there. It is what it is. It's certainly going to be a match that I feel like skipping forward that I can't. We got Johnny in the chats here. I want to be in the bedroom with Corey. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a gimmick that was on this uh, pay-per-view. Instead, we had an ambulance match. So do you want to be in an ambulance? <laughs> that was something where I had started off saying, man, you know, after all these promos and vignettes and video packages and all this, I was like, my God, this is, it feels like it's like 15 minutes have gone by and nothing's happened except for the stupid thing with Shotzi. And I really am losing my energy level. So they start off the ambulance match with Damon Kemp being all fired up and Julius Creed chucking pumpkins at his fucking head. <laughs> and he just ends up having one bounce off of Damon Kemp's head in particular that I was still like, I'm like, all right, that's the standout that moment. You so much. I thought it was great. Cause I was not expecting Julius Creed to grab a pumpkin and throw it, let alone multiple, let alone to land one on his head. And it's just like bunk. <laughs> of course, Kemp completely no sells it. It's not like that's, you know, it's going to knock him out or whatever, but I thought that was fantastic. And then they ended up having a good match. They had a brawl. It wasn't like a standard match. It was supposed to be a brawl. And they, Went ahead, they beat the crap out of each other here and there, and I don't understand what this was about, and maybe I heard it wrong. Was the crowd chanting, use the bucket? I don't know. It sounded like they were chanting that in, like, two or three different instances. Use the bucket, which I'm like, what fucking bucket are you talking about? I didn't see anything on there, so I don't know if I was hearing it wrong and they were saying something else, but nothing sounded like bucket that I could imagine, because there was, like, a stretcher and a ring bell and you know the chairs and a wheelchair and all this and i'm like no nah, that sounds like bucket so if anybody has any idea <laughs> let me know what that was you know, they're imagining a, an imaginary kfc thing or something but get the 10 piece yeah <laughs> at least when booker wants the 10 piece one this is good i liked it uh this is my favorite match this because these two guys are going to be stars this felt like, oh shit, they're here to prove themselves. And they, I, they had a match that made a lot of sense too. Like even spots where 
they're trying to slam the ambulance door shut and Damon Kemp's using like a crutch that he has in there to stop it. And, you know, Creed is able to put his hands out there. So even though it's hurting his hands, he's still stopping it from being closed and all. And they did a good job with that. Yep. And where the fuck is Ronnie? Yeah, no, Roger Strong. Very surprised about that. This is as straightforward as can be. It's just Creed, power bombs, Kemp onto the stretcher. He, for some reason, I don't understand this, puts the chair up to his face and then clotheslines it, which is like, it's probably going to hurt your arm more than anything else, but okay. Picks up Kemp, puts him in the ambulance, shuts it. There you go. He's your winner. No good, good turn, no Brutus leaving and all, which... Yeah, that's the least interesting option that you could have gone with, but the fact that they didn't do that kind of makes me a little interested now of like, I wonder what they didn't do that for. And, you know, what is going to be the reason that Roderick Strong comes back and how do you pivot from this and where do you go from here? And, you know, but I really liked it a lot. I thought that Julius Creed has this now as like, outside of winning the tag titles, this is definitely one of his major moments so far. Yeah, and I think Damon Kemp is good enough to be called Bobby Stevenson, except I think Damon Kemp is probably a better name. But if you want that Gable Stevenson rub, I think he's more than deserving. Damon Kempson. Maybe. Why? Steve Damon Kemp. Please. <laughs> like, trying to pull Daniel Bryan here. <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> Plenty. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck. I like that they did this little thing where as the ambulance is pulling out, that's when Alba Fire and Mandy Rose are coming back. Yeah. It's just they, like, oh, that's Shawn Michaels and Triple H have perfected the, as this thing is leaving, this thing is coming. <laughs> Insert joke. And uh, we are. <laughs> I know Johnny in the chat is throwing out a couple jokes like that. Uh, that is led to my least favorite portion of the night, which was the NXT women's championship match, which had a 50, 50 split crowd. Wasn't too much of a match. Basically your big outline, you know, points of notice are Alba fire had the match one JC Jane and Gigi Dolan came out, stopped the referee from counting. They interfere some more Rose hits her kick finisher. Rose retains. I don't like it. I'm glad Rose ever. is still champion, but uh, why? Meh. Why? Because I just didn't want Fire to be champion. Why? I'm not a huge fan. Why? <laughs> Multiple reasons. You want me she to give me a full breakdown? Yeah, I, I do actually because Alba Fire can wrestle. Uh, not any better than spin. some other people, I think, and her promos are something I'm never into, and well, I don't like her character, and I hate the Fire thing and the Bat thing, stupid, and. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Like, <laughs> You're like, why? Why? Here's eight reasons. Okay. <laughs> at least, like, all right, if I'm going to keep pressing you, at least you gave me enough reasons to justify. <laughs> but, like, look, I, I think Alba Fire should have been the person to end it because you're always going to have this vibe of, like, eh, it was just insert person who beats her. And I'm ready to get to that point. <laughs> so, what you're saying is it's good, but at least it's ending. <laughs> Except for the except for the fact that I think uh, I think it's different from the casket match because this one is, is I'm ready for it to end. It's been like over a year. Yeah, so, I do want Mandy Rose to drop that title. I just I do want it to be something that feels like it served a purpose. And she's better off in the main roster now. 
Yeah, I agree. You know, she she knows what she's doing. She's better as an in-ring performer than she's ever been. She can bring the two others up and you know, it's not like having a another couple people on the main roster is a bad thing by any means. You can freshen things up a little bit. You can get some feuds with some other people. I'm up for it. And maybe if you want to you bring somebody else down to kind of counterbalance that, bring like a Dana Brooke down or someone. No. There's no need. <laughs> you don't need to do that to NXT. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so that led to the main event, the triple threat match for the NXT championship. Spoiler alert. No, I guess it's not really a spoiler anymore. Uh, no cash in from Austin theory. It ends up just being Braun breaker retaining with a pinfall over Ilya. <laughs> 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 it fucking makes me laugh every time. Dragon off is the one that takes the pin and it was a good I was match. Surprised that Dragon off took the pin. I'll say that. I'm not too, too shocked, but I figured that McDonough would have been there for that. So given the two options, I still thought that it wasn't going to be Dragon off, but you know, I think it kind of makes sense to just go here to beat. McDonough, and now he beat Dragonoff. We can move on. And and now we move on to... I'm still guessing Theory cashes in. They'll do it on TV. Because why else would you set that up? You know? Maybe it's just to get people to tune in to Halloween Havoc. Why? He showed up for two seconds. Yeah. At the end of NXT. It was still one of the biggest talking points. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> So they had some good spots here and there. Again, not the most impactful match or anything, but they had that top rope Frankensteiner that turned into a power bomb. That was cool. People flipped their lid for that. I was surprised at how many people were like, oh my God, that's so crazy. Like, I've seen it before. Yeah, we've seen it. Yeah. I mean, just, people were just like, hey, did you see that? He did the. I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's done it before. Yeah. <laughs> I liked McDonough stopping the pinfall by just grabbing the referee's hand. I think that's ridiculous. I think referees should be allowed to be like, you know what? This man won. He clearly had his shoulders down for three. <laughs> or just take their other hand and then just slap it down. <laughs> While looking at the guy holding their hand. Right. Like, three. You didn't stop me, you fucking idiot. <laughs> that would be something that I would book if I was doing things. Because I would. I had like a long list before. I, I've since deleted it. But of match finishes that I would like to do if I were in charge. Where there were things like, hey, I'd have a match end during the commercial break because that never friggin' happens. And that way it could just be like, hey, during the commercial break, this happened and whatever. And, you know, I would have the whole like referee just takes his left hand, three, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and he's like, what the hell, dude? I got two hands. But this is good. And great I'm ready match. for them to move on. And it's just another. Braun Breaker is a great NXT champion. I think, honestly, he's probably going to be... If we did, like, a Mount Rushmore of champions and we forced ourselves to not... to include someone outside of, like, you know, Cole, Gargano, and Ciampa, Breaker at this point, for me, would be the fourth. I wouldn't go that far. But I do think that for the roster that he's got right now and for... He's synonymous with this era. Yeah, it's, it's his thing, for sure. So it's like... They're getting a good push out of that for him, and that's working. That's why I'm okay with him, like beating Apollo Crews next or something. Like, just keep it going a little bit until you actually know what you want to do for him in the main roster, and then bring him up afterward. 
Yeah. Good show. Yeah, solid show. Not the biggest, most grandiose thing in the world, like we've been saying, but then again, if all you're looking for is a couple hours worth of pro wrestling stuff that ends up being some pretty good matches, that's what you got. So you can't really complain too, too much about it. You know, some things could be better. Some things definitely could have been a lot worse, but you don't want that to happen. And at the end of this, no titles change hands except for the vacated belt. So the only real big change that we got going forward is we've got Wesley as the North American champion. And T-Bar. And yeah, potentially T-Bar. Then we can see where that goes. If that's being something that like... uh Ah, we got you. It's actually fucking Draco Anthony's back and he's wearing this mask or something. But the uh, the way that they are doing that, I'm interested in seeing how Dajkova can come back from that. And I mean, the episode of NXT that we got coming up on Tuesday night doesn't have the most awesome stuff that they're advertising. I don't think either tag team title is going to change hands and I'm not super interested in Shotzi against Lash Legend, but I want to see who the schism person is. So... They got at least two hooks for me. Yeah. Um, hold on. Before we part ways here, I do believe he said something about T-Bar. So I just want to get what Shawn Michaels might have said about T-Bar. Is it about his hair? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not about his hair. Hold on. Uh, because he's doing he's doing the media call and... I'm not listening, obviously, because I'm doing this. Um, let's see what he says. Shawn Michaels says, it's not like we didn't, we don't see what goes on out there in the social media world, the shaking of fists that goes on with certain characters. <laughs> That's a good way to acknowledge. Yeah, T-Bar was fucking dumb. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, let's talk about that for a second. Because during the one on on uh, Friday, he was really like, yeah, um, I'm having such an easier time here now because we... <laughs> <laughs> now that Vince is gone. Because, you know, I have a great relationship with Hunter and, you know, around Stand and Deliver, I basically told management, hey, let me just do what I want to do. And because of recent developments, things have only gotten easier. So now I can actually honestly say, even though I've said it before, I can honestly tell you now, if you don't like what happens, it's my fault. Before I can say <laughs> Good on Michaels to say that, though. And to own up to it, too. Here's what I'll say. Shawn Michaels, on the, on the one media call I heard, and I will check out this one when I'm done here, he's very honest. And I think... That is important. Honesty is always good. And he was very just like, yeah, look, like he even said, he said, I don't care if we're seen as a softer generation. I want the talent here to know that their problems matter and that nothing is too important. Nothing is uh, too unimportant to discuss. Basically, like you can see kind of like the full circle of the Lost My Smile promo where he's like, yeah, fuck that. I don't care if you're seen as weak. I want you to be okay as a person. Like, and I, I just appreciate a lot of what he had to say. Good on John. Yeah. That's what you want to hear from somebody like that instead of like, God damn it, this generation doesn't what I, <laughs> Yeah, he's just like, fuck, I don't care if they're seen as the softer generation, you know? Like, 
it's their mental health is more important when they go up to the main roster then they can worry about the business side of things but i want their nxt experience to be fun thumbs up on Shawn michaels again give him a broom to wrestle <laughs> give him one of the brooms that was in the weapons of wild match i'll figure it out so yeah it's halloween havoc that is uh the but what we're saying here third to last event of the year well, what we're saying here is, we're glad it happened. <laughs> <laughs> we're glad it's over. Yeah, we're glad it's done. Yeah, <laughs> it's the theme of the night. So we want to know what you have to say. Drop the thoughts in the comments below. Tell us what you liked, what you didn't like. If you're glad that it's over, if you're glad that the podcast is over, or anything else along those lines. Make sure that you are checking out everything else that's happening on smartoutmoma.com. Make sure you are going under a mango tree by going to amangotree.com or anthonymango.com. They both link you to the same exact thing because I'm too lazy to make another website. So they are on my link tree and they will give you links to all sorts of different things like the Fanboys Anonymous content that you can find on fanboysanonymous.com. Or if you are too lazy, you can type uh, you know, plenty of other versions of that. They'll still go to the same site too. And then you got the Facebook and Twitter and other social media things that you should like and follow and subscribe to and do all that good stuff like the Patreon and the Redbubble and T public shops and everything from that you should also follow me at my personal accounts at Tony mango, where you can see things like how every time I get done something on this karate kid watch along, I just go on like a, you know, multi tweet, kind of uh, rundown of all right i finished another season of cobra kai here's 20 thoughts about it and such i'm gonna compile all this into something and i eventually decided on the uh, term that i'm using for it because i wanted to name it something like how we did a review to a kill for the one thing and i realized i'm gonna go with watch on watch off nice <laughs> But uh, yeah, check that out there. Follow me and do all that good stuff and make sure you're following Rob as well. Yep. Follow me everywhere at Dude Felice, Twitter and Twitch, preferably. I am also on Instagram and you should just follow me there, too, because, you know, I I enjoy having followers. I'm going to try to formulate an actual Twitch schedule as I see how my own schedule lines up i really want to expand into more content and in order to be motivated to do that you need the audience so if you like me here you'll like me there it's just me trying to branch out on my own a little bit and i want to take you guys along for the ride and you're streaming things like gotham knights so it's a brand new game gotham knights um rumbleverse which is just like this battle royale game where you do wrestling moves so that's very much up to sally gonna do some more like visual novel type games we're just gonna just see what's out there and play it all and do it all so find it all at dude felice and then make sure that you are staying tuned for what's coming up next on the smack talk podcast we've got which is the randomizer draft right we've pretty much decided we've got a randomizer of all the champions in wwe from the past 22 years everybody that's won a title from the year 2000 onward that callum was able to make a whole big list of and we're going to randomize that we're going to do a mock draft and then at some point down the line, whether it's a dark cast or it's an extra main event or just an extra podcast for the sake of it or something, we'll end up making our pay-per-view cards and then trying to 
play into that the way that we've done many of those in the past. So if you love the mock drafts and you are aching for some more, since it's been a little while since we've done one, I think what we figured out was like May or something. Yeah. Or June or something. It was quite a while since we've done like a proper mock draft. So despite the fact that that's like one of the main things on this channel at this point, we did kind of have too many pay-per-views in a row that got in the way of that. So we got another one coming up. And then of course we got another round of the hot tags and, before you know it, man, it's fucking November and we get into Crown Jewel and then you blink your eyes and we're, we're talking about done. the we're lack of day one. <laughs> yeah. 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 So the end of the year awards are coming up before you know it in about like eight weeks or so, practically. Fuck. So start compiling your lists and stuff. Keep that in mind. And we'll see you when we see everybody. But for now, this has been another smart out moment and we're being counted out.